0: charge and it's a plea from the lord don't look at this as a message i'm here to just tell you the heart of god that soul winning is every believer's mandate soul winning is what every one of us as individuals and us as a church that's one thing we must we must have as our highest priority why, Pastor Angela? We already have food. We give out food to the community every month. Every week we have people in the jail. Souls are being saved. We do. A, we have a TV ministry. Millions are watching in Africa and, and in Europe. Why do we... I mean, that is enough. No, it is not enough. So why do we do this? Because of the value of a soul. The value of a soul. I am today of all days, the one who led me to the Lord is right here in service with us. I was like, what a coincidence. February 16th, I won't tell you the year, so you don't know how old I am. It was a long time ago, I was in college. My very first year in college, I had been to a boarding school, an all-girls boarding high school. I was... I won't tell you the religion, but I was, I went to church. I was Catholic. <laughs> went to church, did everything, did everything, but I knew something was missing. Started college and he came I and mean, ministered to Dr. Philip and his beautiful wife, Kathy. They are here to visit us. And Kathy's sister, older sister, sister, could you please greet the people? And he talked to me about Jesus on February 16th. I remember it as clear as it was, as if it was yesterday. He led me to the Lord, right, him sitting right there. That's why I'm who I am today. The value of a soul. You don't know what you can do when you speak to that one person. Look at what the scripture says in Matthew 16 verse 26. He said, for what is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? What that scripture is telling you is that one soul in the eyes of God is more valuable than you have the whole world in your pocket. One soul to God is more important than all the riches, all the wealth, all the fame in the world. One soul. No wonder the Bible says there is great rejoicing in heaven when one soul is led to the Lord. A lot of rejoicing. Because God made it such that he doesn't want any man to perish. John 3.16, we all know that scripture. He said he does not wish that any man should perish, but that all should come to everlasting life. So the value of a soul is the reason why we do what we do. Amen? Paul said in, in Romans 10 verse 1, he says, Brothers and sisters... The thing I want most, the thing I want most is for all the Jews to be saved. The thing we should want most is everyone in Cyprus, everyone in Houston, everyone we talk to, everyone that knows us, everyone we relate to, our friends, our family, our acquaintances, our neighbors. That should be our greatest desire, that they be saved. He says, that is my prayer to God. His prayer was not... Paul was a tent maker. He had a business. He didn't say my prayer was that I would have more business. He didn't say that my prayer was I should have more money in my account. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. God will bless you. And the Bible says that if you make the kingdom of God your priority, all these other things, God will add it to you. And that's what we saw in his life. He said, my greatest desire... Was that every Israelite should be saved, every Jew? Is that our same desire? I want that to be the heart of everyone sitting down here. I want that to be the heart of this church. This church was built. This church was founded based on evangelism and soul winning. And so no matter what the enemy is doing, even though we might be individually intimidated, how do I go to somebody and I'll talk about the, the what to do and the what not to do and then the benefits. But why? The value of a soul, amen? Number two, Jesus commanded us to do it. Those were the very last words He spoke. In Matthew chapter 28, and it's called the Great Commission, He said, go therefore. He said a lot of other things. And then He says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, all nations, everyone. If you're older, you can talk to the younger person. If you're younger, you can talk to the older person. If you're black, you can talk to the white person. If you're white, you can talk to the black person. If you're rich, you can talk to the poor. All people. No one is exempt from this. It says, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that have commanded you and he says lo i am with you the presence of the lord you can be sure is with you to manifest great things in your life and when we go to the benefits you will see that when you are a soul winner i was with pastor larry and pat this last week and we were going through videos they just came from uganda and i was like miracles and just signs and wonders And I'm like, God, you know, people say, why is it that we see some of these things when people go to like the third world countries? And I said, just because of what Jesus said, he says, if you go, the signs will follow you. If you go out and talk to people, even at the grocery store, even at the gas station as you're filling your tank, at your job, you tell them, let me pray for you for healing and see what God does. That's where the signs and the miracles and the wonders are. It will happen in church, but if you want it to follow you, you have to be out there laying hands on them. It's not as hard as the enemy makes us to think it is. It's not as hard. Amen? It's something he has commanded us to do. So winning is a plea from the Lord. Because he doesn't want anyone to perish. Also, it is our calling. It is our ministry. Every one of us here, we have a ministry. In Second Corinthians chapter 5, verses 18 and 19, it says, Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. The ministry of reconciliation is a ministry for every believer. Reconciling them just as you were reconciled to God. Now it is your turn. You think about it. Think of who led you to the Lord. If that day, Dr. Philip decided he wanted to sleep and not go out to to preach. peradventure I will not be saved today. You think of yourself, who led you to the Lord? Sometimes it was just persistence. They just will not give up. And finally, maybe you said, okay, I'll go to church. And then you got there, you heard the word, or they prayed with you and you accepted Christ. And your whole life changed. Do you have somebody like that, that you can tell the Lord, I brought this person also to you? That's why I said, God has to really help us. We are too much at ease. Where really nobody wants to, and the devil is making it so that we don't even think about winning souls. It's not even priority. I'm telling you, at the end of this world, when we stand face to face with the Lord, He's not going to ask you how much you have in your bank account. He's not going to ask you how many houses you have. He's not going to ask you how many degrees you have. The only thing you can give or present to Him are the souls you want to the kingdom. An account is open for you. When you get saved, your name is written down. Then he opens an account for you. You on your own, just like you save money and put money away, souls and the things you do for God is what goes into that account. So when all our prayers, it's like, bless me, give me more money, give me more houses, give me more this and all that. That is all rust. That counts for nothing in eternity. That's why as a church, this will always be our priority. Thank God there are so many ways to reach people now. We can knock on the doors. We can use social media. I was with some people this Friday, and we're talking about you can use social media to knock on doors. Because they will open that thing. Whatever it takes, we are going to do it as a church. Because I know the peace I have. I know the joy I have. I know the assurance that I have that if I die today, I'm going to heaven. There are a lot of people that don't know that. And how can I have that? I don't want to share it. How can I go to somebody's house? It's burning and I just walk by and I'm like, if somebody else we call 911. That's evil. The Bible says, he who knows to do good. And does not do it, to him it is sin. It's time for us to really, on our own, individually, to say, you know what? Every week, at least one person. Do you know if in one week, you speak to one person about Jesus, in one year, how many? 52 people. 52 people. Let's say only 12 of those get saved. And you do that every year of your Christian life. Y'all are looking at me like I'm scolding all of you. I'm not scolding you guys. I'm not scolding, but these are things we need to hear. Right? Because sometimes when we come to church, Father, bless me. I give prophecy. God is going to increase you. Everybody's excited. But why is God increasing you? Why is God blessing you? It's not for you to be looking at those zero, zero, zero in your account and patting yourself on the back. No. At the end of life, those don't count. All of that is rubbish. Can you imagine standing beside Billy Graham? Can you be, Graham, her monkey? And then you see all the things they do and you're like, God, just call my name. I'm going to just quickly go in no at least have something to show him you don't have to be hiding when they call your name god this is all based on what i mean the 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 one with the one talent when and hid it but if that one talent is what god gave you if you use that one talent you can go to him and say god this is all you gave me and see what i brought for you and lay it at his feet not for you to go there, okay. How many years were, were, were you a Christian? Oh, okay, Lord. Um, um, 45, 50 years, okay. How many people did you lead to the Lord? Um, no, nothing. Think about And that's going to happen one day. It is going to happen. So it is our calling. It's our ministry. That is why you were saved. And then the urgency of the times we are in. Oh my God! I, I I hardly watch TV these days because if I do, I get I get down, I get depressed. It's killing, and and all the things they're trying to make our children do, and and a child who is five years old can decide they don't want to be this, and and I mean. The number one movie now is about child uh, uh, exploitation. The enemy is not playing with us. He's not playing with our children. Let me read a scripture for you. In Revelation twelve twelve, 12. It says, therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. It says, woe to the inhabitants, that means trouble. Trouble to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea. Why? For the devil has come down to you having great wrath. Why? Because he knows that he has a short time. So all these things you see happening that you're like 10 years ago, this, this was unheard of. I work in in the medical psychiatric field. I can tell you, children, 8, 10, 11, 12, killing themselves, attempting suicide. We don't even have the percentage anymore. It's like over a thousand percentage increase. And you're like, what what is going on? What would want to make an 8-year-old want to overdose? What would want to make an 8-year-old take a whole bottle of pills want to die? Because the devil wants them to die and go to hell. Depression, stress, panic attack, anxiety is rampant. What are we doing about it? Jesus has done his part. He's given it us now. We are the one to be. We know all of this. I'm not preaching something we don't know. We are the hands of Jesus. We know that. We are the feet of Jesus. We know that. We are the mouth of Jesus. We know that. What are we doing with the hands and the feet and the mouth? That's why I said this is not a message. This is an urgency, a plea, a charge for all of us. Second Corinthians chapter six verse two. He says, "For he says, In an accept- acceptable time I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now, 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 not tomorrow." is the accepted time nobody knows what tomorrow holds now is the day of salvation you can see somebody today next month you ask about them and they'll tell you the person has died we had that happen i mean do you all know i don't know if you all think about that but sometimes as i lay in bed some of the things i think about because we know a lot of people died during the covid and i'm like oh my god how many of those people didn't know jesus and to just see, you know, thousands and thousands dying every day and, and just going there, and Jesus is saying, Can you can you imagine the brokenness of God's heart? When he has to tell them, Depart from me, I know you not, when he knows he gave his own his own blood, his own life, to make sure that person doesn't go to hell. And he knows he's depending on us now to do it. He's us, it's us, it's left to us here. We're the ones he's relying on. We are to bear fruit. John 15 verse 16. He says, you did not choose me, but I chose you. God chose you. God saved you. And then he said, he appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. And that your fruit may remain. And listen to this. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, that he may give you. Do you see how it's tied together? So are there prayers you've been praying that have not been answered? Go out and witness. And then see what God will do. Go out and win souls. And see those prayers you have been praying and asking God to do for you. You see what God is going to do to prove to you that you are doing what his heart is all about. He's all about souls, nothing else. So we are to bear fruit. There's another, I didn't want to bring that scripture. I'm like, I don't want to scare them. This message is going to be so hard. But there's a, a scripture that says the, the owner of the vineyard came and there was this tree that they've been doing everything on and there were leaves and there were no fruit. And he told the vine dresser, he says, Cut it down. It's just taking up space. All these years I come looking for fruit and there's no fruit. And the vineyard, the dresser said, No, Lord. Let me give me another year. Let me dig around and, and my, put some, some manure and, and do some things, and it will bear fruit. If that, if that one year doesn't, well, maybe. God is not going to cut any one of us down in Jesus' name. But what that is saying is that God comes very regularly to every one of us to see what we are doing for Him in the kingdom, what souls we are, we are leading to Him. And like I said, this is not something that is very difficult to do. Gracie, my daughter, was telling me how she's, I mean, that child, sometimes in a week, two or three times, she will call me, this person, I uh, gave your number to this person, and whatever, uh, to this person. She's, when she sees them in the store, she's talking to them, inviting them to church. She goes there, she'll tell them, oh, I'm a dentist. I'm knowing that I was, was, oh, you're so young. You're a dentist. And she said, yeah. they say, you mean a dent, dental hygienist? She says, no, I'm a dentist. And that starts the conversation. Before you know, she's invited them to church. She's giving them the card, and she's called me and connected me with people. It's as easy as that. Ma'am, how are you today? You smile. How are you today? God, God sent me to bless you. Nobody refuses blessing. I will go to that. I don't want to go ahead of myself. So I'm going to give you some message lines, okay? Okay, where am I? Okay. Now, what am I going to say? And what do I do? First of all, when you're going to talk to somebody, go with confidence. If you go there and you're like afraid to say something, they think you're weird. Go, with, go to them, relaxed, smiling with a smile on your face. Hey, ma'am, how are you today? Hey, told you, young man. There's something about you. If you go with people, if you are relaxed and go to people, I have never gone to anybody and they reject me, never. In fact, when they start talking, sometimes I'm like, because I know I need to make it short. Smile, go confidently. You know who is backing you up. You know that this whole church has been praying for you. You know that the Holy Spirit has gone ahead of you to touch and soften their heart. You know that you are not going on this expedition alone. You know that you are going to do some harvesting for the Lord. That should excite you. That should make you say, you know what, Lord? Let's see how many I can get for you today. Hey, lady, you're looking so good. There's just something about you. You know God loves you. Can I please pray for you? Nobody will say no. It's as simple as that. Oh, man, listen. God sent me to you today. And he says there's something that's been bothering you that he wants me to pray and agree with for you. What can I pray with you about? People are in pain. Sometimes just telling somebody that, they start crying. Oh God sent me sent you to me. God 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 loves me. That is as simple as that. Now when you go, you are not supposed to be telling them they are going to hell. When you go, you are not supposed to be using the christianese. Oh, Jesus wants to wash you in his blood. Do you belong to a body? What body of Christ do you belong to? They don't know. You think about it when you were not saved. Somebody tells you they want to wash you in blood. Or that you are part of a body. And they are wondering who is this weird person. Don't use all those Christian needs that we do. Just make it nice and friendly and inviting. Make them see something in you that want to make them be like you. Smile. Relax. Be confident that's what to do It's that's that's it and then when they tell you okay pray for me about this after you don't pray you tell them listen have you accepted jesus as your lord and savior and then you can tell them listen me when they tell you their problem the thing that i found that god does he will always lead you to somebody that their problem is similar to what you faced or somebody you know so that's when to say you know what I know this seems like it's a heavy thing right now, but let me tell you what my story is. And then you tell them. There's a few ladies, people have sent to me that their, their, their husband passed. By the time I sit with them and tell them what God is doing and how I'm, I'm managing and moving forward, you see them straighten up. You see, you see strength. It's like you can just see the strength coming into them. Oh, if she can do that, you mean you're doing all of that? And it's not even two years your husband died. Oh my goodness. You, you just see the strength coming into them. You can tell that. you know what? I used to be like this. I've been free now from that. This number of years. God did it for me. He can do it for you. All I want you to do, let's, let's pray together. Accept him as the Lord and Savior. This is not your fault. This is the work of the devil. He wants to put you in this thing and keep you here. But God can set you free. You've led a soul to the Lord. And you have to listen. Don't go preaching. You are not preaching a sermon. Make it short and sweet. Make them want more. And so you have to listen. Listen, listen, listen. Listen to people. Sometimes their eyes will tell you more than their words will tell you. Just stand there and listen to people. People are hurting. And we have the balm of Gilead. We have the answer to their questions. We have what can soothe and take away their pain. It is selfish if we don't. It is evil if we don't. It's like somebody's house is burning and you are the one to get help. And you walk by and you don't give the help. That is what it means in the eyes of God. When you go past somebody every day, every day, you pass your neighbors, your friends, your family members, your acquaintances. You pass them every day and you've never said anything to them about Jesus. That is what this is all about. Our priorities should be our priorities. And on top of it all should be making Jesus famous. Making Him known. Because we know what it is to know Him. Amen? I have seven more minutes. Next week, we might go ahead and and finish the benefits, the rewards. The rewards. And one thing. Please don't get into any argument with anybody. This is not the time to tell them, if you don't speak in tongues, you will not be a good Christian. That is not the time to tell them, Your main thing is just to plant the seed, make Jesus very attractive because once you start arguing, you've lost. You might win that argument, but you've made that work harder for the next person coming behind you to witness to them. When you get into an argument, I've seen that. You see these people holding the signs on the road and they are saying, oh, you're going to go to hell. If you don't repent, Hell, They already are in hell. If you go to some of these people and tell them that, they'll tell you, I'm already in hell. So what? What are you going to tell them after that? So don't all that message of hell, fire, and all of that brimstone, that is not necessary. The Bible says it is the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. The goodness of God. When you tell them God loves you despite what you've done. When you tell them God is for you and not against you. When you tell them that no matter the situation you are in, there is a God who can find a way, get you out of it. When you tell them that, that's the goodness of God. That's what's going to want them to be, a believer like you. Amen? Stand to your feet. Next week, I'm going to talk about the benefits, the rewards of winning souls. What God will do for you when you win souls. That's what we'll talk about next week. But what I want us to do this morning is I want all of us, every one. if you were here and you heard me, you cannot tell God when you meet him face to face that you did not know that this is important. We all know this is important. So I want to want every one of us to raise our hands. We are going to dedicate ourselves. You came to church today, you're going to do it. Every one of us, raise your hand that at least... Before the end of this year, at least before the end of this year, minimum four people, four, 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 four people. We have August, September, October, November, December, five more months. At least, you saw what I just did. In the grocery store, when you are filling your tank, I pray the Holy Spirit will remind you. Yes. That the Holy Spirit, with this message, will be hearing it in your sleep. Everybody you meet. Raise your hands. Let's see. Let's see everybody. Let's raise it and tell the Lord. Say, Father, I dedicate myself to be a soul winner, to bring souls into the kingdom. Holy Spirit, help me. Remind me. Lead me to the right people. I want to win souls for you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen, and amen, and amen, and amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father God, we have presented ourselves to you today. Father, you, we know your heart's desire is that no man should perish. That is your highest and your greatest priority. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, oh God, That the Holy Spirit will go before us to soften the hearts, to remove the scales from the minds and from the eyes of people. That as we speak to them, O God, that you will make it that they will receive our words and they will open their hearts and receive Jesus as Lord. Father, I pray over everyone here today. Father God, that we will do even more than those four that you said we should do. That we will have souls to present to you when we come face to face with you. Father, I thank you. Father, this week as we go out to our workplaces, to our schools, to everywhere that we go, Father, I pray your favor upon your children. Receive your favor for the week. Receive it, receive it, receive it. I pray that the favor of God go before you. The favor of God go behind you. The favor of the Lord surround you like a shield. Oh, everything you put your hands to will prosper this week in Jesus' name. Oh, God is for you and not against you. God will bless you abundantly, above, more than you can ever think, according to the power that is on the inside of you. Child of God, go out there and shine for him this week. Go out there and be the light of the world that you are. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen and amen and amen. I want our prayer partners to come out here. If you need prayer for anything. You want to be healed. You want to accept Jesus. You want to speak in the Holy Spirit in tongues. You have any need, please come out and we'll pray for you. But the rest of you, you are dismissed and have a wonderful week in Jesus' name.